0: What is stabilizing your relationship? Hey, everybody, my name is Pastor B. Wallace. And I'm Keontae McDonald, and you're tuned to Simplify Complexity, a relationship podcast.
1: All right. So we want to welcome you to another day, another podcast, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, we are so grateful that you can join us. We want to encourage you, please hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share this with somebody, please leave a review. We just love to be able to read your reviews, your uh, reviews mean so much to us. So if you could just take just a second out of your day to hit that five star, to leave a little bit of a comment, it, j- it just means the world. And we really, really appreciate it. Uh, also, don't forget, you can go to Amazon to get a copy of my book, Chasing Happily Ever After. And it will definitely encourage you and, and guide you as whether or not if you're single or if you're married, and it'll definitely be a blessing to you. So Keontae, man, how you doing today?
0: We're doing pretty good, man. I, like I, Normally, I just never have any
1: complaints and it's the same. That's this week. You know what I mean? We yeah. Just,
0: we just got past Resurrection weekend, so
1: yeah. Um, I mean, God is good, man. Good. And, and and that's where we, regardless of the seasons we're in, we know that God is in control. So therefore, we can have an attitude of joy, regardless of what season we're in. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just a, a matter of a mindset. So we just have to put our mindset that way. Um, yeah. But, but with that being said, man, today we want to talk <laughs> and, and pour into relationships, and and one of the key things that we want to talk about that helps a relationship is having that stabilizing factor. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you right now you might be in a relationship and it seems as though your relationship is up, is down, it's, it's all over the place. And as a result, you're emotionally up, down, and you're all over the place because there's no stabilizing factor. What is stabilizing your relationship? And, and one of the things that I was thinking about is kind of like a ship, right? A ship, it ends yeah. up just floating based off of the current of the sea. And so as the sea is going this way, it will float this way. And then as it, the, the, the wind blows, it blows that way. But they have an anchor. And so when that ship mm-hmm. wants to anchor someplace, when that ship wants to stay someplace and be stable, it needs to drop that anchor. Otherwise, it's just going along with the current. And that's the same thing yep. kind of that happens with inside of our relationships, is we find ourselves drifting and we're all over the place personally when it comes to our identity, when it comes to our own struggles, and then when it comes to us as a relationship where we just find ourselves floating and all over the place rather than having that stable factor. And I, I really want to challenge is asking yourself, what is stabilizing our relationship? How are we building consistency? Mm-hmm. What is that foundation? And, and that's a, a big Discussion I talk about within inside of my book is building that foundation. What is the foundation? Could you imagine right now if you build a house and you build that house on sand? You know what's going to happen the moment right. a storm comes. What's 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 going to happen the moment something happens? Is is it's going to erode away? And that's what happens mm-hmm. in our relationships. We don't have a stabilizing factor. We we don't have a foundation. And then when things happen, when life happens, when the storms come, we struggle. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's deal with that, man. What what, what comes to your mind as as you want to encourage people? What is that stabilizing factor in their lives?
0: Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is, first and foremost, I love the analogy that you use because, you know, our relationships are like a ship and this world is just like a big, giant ocean ocean, (laughs) that we're on. Um, And then, you know, like I said, with the anchor. Anchor being your stable stabilization factor, you also want to continue to inspect that every now and then. Cause you know, sometimes you might drop the anchor and that change just might fly off, you know what I mean? But you want to make sure you continue to annually inspect that, you know what I mean, to make sure it's in good condition. And so that brings me to, you know, what are you doing that's something that's routine for you and your spouse? Mm-hmm. And I'll use myself um as an example. Um, for, I think it was, I think it was for, uh, Val- for Valentine's Day. I bought my wife, um, there's like a little couples journal that we have. It's a three year journal. And for every day, there's a different question that we have to answer for each other. You know, um, in the world of just being busy and having three kids and, you know, just going on about our careers, like it's hard to really kind of get that time, that personal time to really speak to each other. So this book is very helpful because to me, I feel that it keeps us really on track with continuing to answer questions with each other, getting introspective with each other, um, and we're continuing to build up that kind of, you know, conversational item, you know, with this book. Um, so it just really helps us to keep connected in this in a way. Yeah. And, you know, I feel that, like I said, this is something routine that you can do that will really continue to keep you close and keep you feel connected rather than just drifting apart.
1: You know, and I, I really like that you said that because that's something that I think we can all do. And, and even right now, my wife and I, we're reading The four laws of love and and Mm -hmm. just really trying to sharpen and and continue to grow in our understanding of one another, in our understanding of how we can be a better husband and wife. And and, and mind you, you don't have to be married in order to do things to strengthen uh, or stabilize your relationship. And, and so yeah. even when you're dating and even when you're not married there are key things that you want to be mindful of as to what we're doing and to constantly pour into it as in those growth nuggets you know that, that that's really good one of the things that jumped out to me and is critical as I mentioned before I talk about in the book of the found and talking about your foundation is you want to make sure that Christ is that stabilizing factor. Because if we make money a stabilizing factor, then as money goes, then we're all over the place. If we make them you gotta watch this if we make our marriage the stabilizing factor, how how can I stabilize my my marriage if I'm using my marriage to stabilize it? Right right you know you know what I mean And, and <laughs> exactly. so we have to be mindful that I can't use my spouse to be that stabilizing factor because you know they're up and they're down. And so what is that stabilizing factor? What is that immovable object that you're anchoring to in your life? And that has to be Christ. It has to be God who's going to be that unmovable object that regardless of what happens in the world, regardless of how the winds blow, you're able to stay hold of that anchor. Now, with that, many of us, we know that, okay, we need to have Christ as our stabilizing factor. He needs to be our foundation. If you didn't know, now you know. But <laughs> right. one of the things I want to talk about is how can we make sure, like how, what are some things that we can look at on the outside as to making sure that he is that stabilizing factor and not something else? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I'd say is as to what you can look at is what's stabilizing your relationship and that Christ is your foundation is number one, look at your priorities. Yep. Where, where where are your priorities? You can look at your priorities, and that's going to give you a clear indicator as to is God your stabilizing factor or is your job? Is it your friends? Is it other things? And here's the thing: God is number one in our lives, and number two is our spouse. Mm-hmm. And so as you're married, are you prioritizing God, number one? And then number two, are you prioritizing your spouse? And so that's yeah. a simple thing. You can begin to look and check and say, okay, how much do I give God a priority and how much do I give my spouse a priority? Did you, did you have any thoughts on that, man?
0: Yeah, I think that's good I, You know, I, I would have said that number one But, you know, I'm like We're a Christian podcast We know that, that's what I'm saying We <laughs> so know, you know that, know. we know that, right, and, right, that right.
1: I only said it to switch it up Because I, I wanted to get into ways Because one way that we would know that, you know God is a priority Is by us seeking his word Inside of a relationship with the devotional See, see, I, I got Exactly, you so yeah, exactly But yeah, this is, I mean
0: This is number one overall, overarching This is key, you yeah, know I mean To the foundation and the stabilization Of your relationship Because because you know what i mean we have to look at the person who created this marriage yeah. not just the person that we're in the marriage with to you know to offer the stabilization we got to look to the one who created the marriage who created us who created who is this foundation um and you know the more you prioritize prioritize that prioritize him you know what i mean and just seek what he wants you to do in this marriage who he wants yeah. you to be what what he wants this union to be how he wants this marriage to glorify him um then you know it just continues to bring you closer and like I said, you're you're on this foundational rock now. So you're staying put. So when them when them waves that you were talking about, when you are building your house on sand, when the waves come ashore, you're not just getting washed away. You know what I mean? You're on something solid. You're on a solid rock, solid foundation.
1: And that's why he's key. That's why he's the core. And here's the thing, like something tangible, something that you can look at that's very easy to measure. That is how are you prioritizing your spouse? Yep. Because I promise you, if you're putting time in to prioritize them so they don't feel neglected, you're going to have a, a better marriage. You're going to have a better relationship. The, the, the things aren't going to be all over the place because they feel like they have your attention. They feel like you have your focus. Now, I'm going to give another one and then we can go in another direction. Is what's another thing you can look at to really see where your foundation is? Is look at your attitude. Mm, I'm mm -hmm. going to connect this because if I have an attitude that God is with me, that all things work for the greater the good, for those who love him are called according to purpose. I know that God is basically working on my behalf, regardless of what I'm faced with, I can have an attitude of joy. That's good. But when I have a bad attitude, when I have a destructive attitude, then that's normally a connection as to I'm showing a lack of trust in God's promises. See, because if exactly. I trust that God is going to work, even when things aren't working the way that I want them to, I can still have a positive, joyful attitude because I'm trusting in God. And so one of the key things you can look at as to see whether or not if God is your foundation is whether or not your attitude is more positive or is it more negative? Is it bitter? Mm-hmm. Is it complaining? Is it unforgiving? Those are all indicators that you're struggling as to making sure that God is your foundation, that stabilizing factor.
0: That's good. And see, the latter thing is the latter thing that you described, the negativity, you know, what I mean, the bitterness, that's all those are all symptoms of the world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So when you have that, when you have God as your center, and you have that good attitude, you know what I mean? That's when you're really focused and you know that you're refined on who God says you are, who God said this marriage is. Hey, I, mean, I think that-, that was just a... I'll people ahead, don't do
1: want it. to hear that because you know somebody got a bad attitude right now you know they, they're struggling, they're struggling they're struggling with their mindset and then I, I'm, we're basically calling them out but that's a good thing because now that you know better you can do better and it, and now you can readjust and make sure that you're stable in Christ so you can have a better attitude towards your spouse. And I think too Like
0: one of the key words You said was earlier on in the podcast Is the word perspective As well mm. You know what I mean Because that aids In your attitude I have just made a post On Facebook A, a couple of days ago Just talking about perspective Sometimes you know Things may not go our way Throughout the day Or throughout the week um, But instead of just Really counting your problems You gotta really Learn how to count Your blessings yeah. You know what I mean And see all the things That God has says yes to Already You know all the things That God has already Brought you out of You know what I mean These things that you're Running up against They may seem like Roadblocks or whatnot, but it's just really a, you know, it's really a detour. Yeah. Uh, so by keeping God first and keeping him centered, you know I mean? You will have that perspective to just continue going through a day where if something crazy or inconveniencing does happen, you still have that attitude to say, you know what? Praise God that I'm still here. Praise God that my marriage is still here. My relationship is still here. Yeah. Praise God that, you know what I mean? We can continue to move forward and progress. So that's yeah, good yeah. stuff. Oh, right, you got, you got another one? Yeah yeah so another one for me uh, would be what, what kind of the obvious but it's just actually having open communication with yes. your spouse or you know with your with your partner. Yeah. Um, and now why this is stabilizing is because oftentimes when you're in relationships or when you're dating somebody, um, I think that the most the, the distance that you can the, the major difference that you can have is you know that misunderstanding. Yeah. I mean, that always causes major distance. So when you have that open communication, you're able to talk about things. You're able to gain understanding on things. Oftentimes when we don't really speak to people, we start to have assumptions or we start to, you know, I mean, just have doubts on things in that nature. And that's what's going to continue to make you falter. Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to have that sand effect on your relationship because, you just don't know. You're kind of in the dark. But having that open communication it allows you to really speak to your spouse to, like I said, you know, getting that under that understanding and gain information that you might have not had on before. But now you OK. Oh, I I got that. Understand that. Oh, This is where we are. You know, this is you know, this is how we're going to progress forward. So if you don't really have that thing, that one central
1: core thing, then it's going to be hard to keep that stabilized. Well, I like what you said, because it's so important is if you want to have a stable relationship, you got to communicate. You have mm-hmm. to talk. And, and I think sometimes what happens is, is we get frustrated, we get angry or whatever, because it may be something they legitimately, they did it. They were in the wrong, but you still have to communicate. You have to work through your challenges and your problems. And when you don't communicate, when there's a breakdown of communication, you're definitely going to have instability within inside of that relationship. Well, one of the things that oh, I want to kind of jump to was sitting down and and discussing. So it it actually goes into the communication, but just talking about different things that you want to value in your marriage or in your relationship. What, what do, what do we value? Do I even understand what I value personally? So if you're single, what do I value? What are, where are my values? If you're dating, what, what are our values? And I think it's the same thing when it comes to a marriage, when you're one, when you're one unit, You need to have those things that you value. And so one of the things like not even asking, one of the things I know that you and your wife value, um, Keontae, is you guys have value going out on dates. Mm -hmm. And you make sure Uh, that you guys go out on dates. How do I know it? Because it's something that you make sure you guys do. Mm -hmm. It's not something you do just because, well, do I want to do it? Because sometimes you don't want to go out. Sometimes you just want to stay home. Sometimes you want to be lazy. But because you value it, you make sure that is a staple of who you guys are and something that brings stability in your relationship, and and oftentimes, if you find a relationship that's struggling to be stable, I'll show you a relationship that's really struggling to have defined values mm. in that relationship. And so, I want to encourage true. you to sit down and talk about uh, just different values, different things that you really, really want to value. So, we, I, I mentioned one a date night. You know, talk about that date night. Um, you talked about communication. We value, you know, we value making sure that if I'm angry, if I'm upset. You know, we're going to talk. We're, we might take 30 minutes. We might take an hour, but we value coming back together and communicating and, and sharing those things. Uh, how do we approach money? We value, mm, you know, yeah. uh, doing this that's with a, our money. We one. value budgeting. We value communicating about our money. And, and, and so those are things that you, you, you have to talk about. I will even go one more, even before marriage do you value saving yourself until marriage? See, if that's something that you both value, then you'll hold tight to that to make mm-hmm. sure that you don't spoil that by having sex before you get married. So having that discussion and really understanding what you value, understanding what you're, you value in each other and your marriage um, is, is really, really important. Uh, Keontae, man, what else do you have, man? Yeah, man, I think
0: uh, one of the last things for me is, you know, something practical that you can do um, that will help stabilize relationship. And that's being active with each other. Mm. Uh, Now, what I mean by that is what I want to detail is, you know, oftentimes, like I said, you can go through the monotonous, you know, just, I wake up every day, We both go to work I drop off the kids Pick up the kids We have dinner Go to sleep And then you do it all over again Right But just like the date nights You want to make sure You set aside time Not just to just sit next to each other But actually be active with each other Whether that's going on a walk every day You know for a certain amount of time Or you know Whether that's riding bikes down the coast Every once a month Or uh, you know once a week You want to do something active That you can engage your partner in And be with them in a physical You know what I mean Because not only does that Does that just prompt just you being in their presence and you guys continue to build on that. But it prompts communication. It prompts, you know, if you're going hiking and, you know, you're up in the mountains each other, it, you know, it builds trust. It, it builds that communication. It builds a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? So just being active with your partner this, you know, can help stabilize your relationship because it's something that you're continuing to do, something you're putting effort into, you know, something that you guys look forward to, especially when you plan it. Um, and this just sets a great foundation of just relying on each other. So
1: I like that. I really like that. And and actually, I'll end with this. This will be my last one is having that accountability, having the, the, the other people that can hold you accountable helps bring stability. And so they can begin to say, hey, when, when, who's, who's in your marriage, who's in your relationship to say, when's the last time you guys been on a date? You know, hey, I haven't mm-hmm. seen you guys, you know, for a while. So either A, have a small group couples fellowship that you're able to be a part of. And if you're not a part of one, get in one, um, or B, at least have one or two couples that you connect with um, regularly throughout the year. Now, mind you, it doesn't have to be once a month, but y- y- you guys get together as couples, and, and make sure in that you guys give a, a you communicate and say, hey, I want us to be accountable to one another and give each other privilege to speak into uh, each other's relationships. So you can speak into theirs and they can speak into yours. But having those couples that you're close with that can encourage you and hold you accountable or having some type of small group fellowship, uh, couple centered. Uh, is, is really, really important. And, and so I, that that's what I would end with. And that's what I'd really want to encourage. And I I have no doubt if you apply these things that we're saying, you will see a huge improvement in the stabilizing of your relationship. It will begin yep. to feel firmer. You'll feel better about your relationship. Uh, they'll feel better about your relationship and just at the limit.
0: That's good. That's good. The only thing I was just going to say is, you know, just on the, on the effect of like, if you're setting up a you know, like a double date with some other couples. Use your use your calendar that's built into your phone and and hardwired because hey, I'm a testament. Me and me and B have sat here and said, "Man, we go we gonna link up, we gonna link up." And we just said it, but until we put it in the calendar, now yeah. you have something to really look forward. You clear that day out. Let me get some. Let me get some uh, some
1: babysitters for the kids. You know what I mean? You got to make that a priority. Yeah, they definitely got to make it a priority. Oh. All right, well, let's pray. Father, we thank you for just this podcast. We thank you for those that are uh, listening, for those that maybe are even watching. And we just pray that you just continue to use it for your glory. Mm -hmm. Um, Father, we just want to pray for any relationships right now that are really struggling. Um, Father, they just find themselves on an emotional roller coaster, they find themselves drifting. And and Father, they need a stabilizing factor. And I pray that they will first begin to seek you for that stabilizing factor, that they will seek you as to who they are and what their identity is. In the relationship and outside of the relationship. Father, remind them of your love, remind them of your purpose, and give them the strength to have a joyful attitude, a positive attitude in what they're dealing with. And second, I pray that they will apply and take some of these principles, practical principles that we share today, so they mm-hmm. can begin to do what's necessary to bring stability in their relationship. We love you. We ask all these seniors in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, don't forget, uh, please leave a review. Share this with somebody. I'm sure this can be an encouragement to somebody. So if you're thinking about them, just go ahead and send it to them. Uh, leave a review. We definitely love to hear your reviews. And so we just want to encourage you have a great, great week. God bless you. God keep you. Until next time. Christ, let us love one another as you will love I. You need me just as much as I need you. Because a body can't function when a body's too. killed. Up to downs, let love a abound. Whether it's good or bad, my family can not be found. That's the way it's supposed to be.
0: It's a family reunion and my family's with me. So what you grow for. Come on, stand up, put your hands up, make some noise. Party with
1: me, it's a family reunion and my family's with me. It's it doesn't matter where you're from. Who you be? East coast, west coast, it doesn't matter to me. Up north, down south, we're all family. Uh, around the world or across the seas, you can be Dutch, German, French, African, Jewish, Slavic, Greek, Italian, English, Portuguese, Asian, Hispanic, or even Romanian. Rich or poor, big or small, young or old, short or tall. I said it before and I say it again.
0: If Christ in you, then all of us are kin.